Hey, I'll just welcome them in since we're we, yeah we're we rolling. We, yeah, yeah, all the good stuff. Our, we're using the, the good stuff. Pre-meeting kind of uh, like yeah, whatever. So our topic today. Oh, welcome back to Two C's. Pause, 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 pause with a pod. It's your boys back. Uh, last your week, boys. yeah, I was uh, I was on vacation, not really on vacation, uh, but during our normal recording time, I was at the home opener for your Kansas City Royals. Yeah, which went uh, well. It did, it did, except for the, um, oh, I got a trivia question I heard for you today. Um, as we record, it's uh, Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so Easter Sunday is a Sunday. Will Easter Sunday, which day had a higher high temperature? This upcoming Easter Sunday, 2022, Christmas Eve, 2021. I mean, it, the, it's got to be that Christmas. And I do remember that Christmas was weirdly mild. I do also. 74 degrees <laughs> on Christmas Eve 2021. <laughs> it will be. We're doomed. Ready for it? A high of 47. 47. On Easter with rain. It's almost like a reciprocal. You I can't, think it's a math, a math you, term. You can't do Easter egg hunts on that. So. To catch our, our friends and listeners up, we were talking about um, you were we were talking about the article that Michael Irvin said that ultimately Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams would uh, regret leaving Mahomes and Rogers. Right. And you were agreeing, agreeing, agreeing with this uh, article. And then who said was it Irvin or was it some no of, the reporter it, the, the reporter. reporter some reporter said yes, but they are going to more desirably more desirable, desirable cities places that yeah. And so you were kind of talking about like that's garbage, you know that type of stuff. And well, it's just opinion. Was, yeah, yeah. I mean, to he me, he stated I, it as facts. That's my problem. If you want to say you literally here's again, he could fix that statement for me. For the rest of the for for the people that are reading it, because let's be also be honest, who's reading this article? Know your audience, right? Who's reading this article? It's Chiefs fans number one that are clicking on this article when it says Michael Irvin says Tyreek Hill will regret this move, right? When you're when you see that headline, that's right, he will. Exactly, that's right, Tyreek. You're gonna regret it. Exactly. (laughs) So we're clicking on that thing, and all he has to do is put the word arguably. Right. Just put the word arguably more desirable cities. Fine. Then again. And again, I think you could we've sat here and you just made a great argument that it will not be 47 degrees in Miami for Easter. They will have whatever Easter hunt hunts they want to do. Las Vegas included. I'm just saying that. I don't know. It also depends on what you like, too. So a um, a guy like Josh Allen, who grew up in rural montana or wyoming sure same place he probably loves living in buffalo he would probably be miserable in phoenix or agreed and and when they when they make a statement like that it probably should have said a more milder climate but that's all you're saying i will also tell you that las vegas in the summer and miami in the summer is miserable and i like the heat yeah. But the humidity in Florida, gross. It's, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's it's disgusting. Like right. And then and then Las Vegas is literally 130 degrees. It's a yes. desert. It, it is a yeah. desert. It's, it's a desert that people aren't supposed to and, live there. And That's quite the frankly, 
quite frankly, Las Vegas, if you're a professional athlete, is more of a danger than a place like Kansas City, a place like sure. Green Bay, a place like even Seattle, a place like you people know, are coming. People are always coming. People are always coming for that money, right? And and let's be honest, there's some some personalities that tend to want to give their money away really easily, right? So th that kind of combination, and you're sitting in Las Vegas, Nevada, it, it's a it's a very precarious spot for athletes to be or anyone to be with money. And I'm going to tell you, that's also why the NFL has really honestly been hesitant, right, of going there. Because things like when you hear this the Flores situation, right, or when you hear things like these other coaches that are coming out and saying, hey, you know, my, my owner – very kind of implicit, you know, implicit, explicitly said, here's the deal. We kind of want to lose, right? It goes back to show you that that's a real problem for the NFL because of the gambling situation, right? And so if you're sitting in Las Vegas, Nevada, you could go to a sports book tomorrow if you're Devontae Adams or any of these players, you Calvin know, that, that Derek Carr. Calvin we had Ridley. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> oh, poor guy. We had, we had, a, we had, um, a situation at sporting sporting Kansas city lost a player to gambling. And the problem ultimately for these guys is, is that you, if you have a gambling problem, then that makes it really hard to play a professional sport that people gamble on. Okay. It's, it, it's, I, I don't know how you can't fall to that temptation, right. Of that guy saying, and now you could be Calvin Ridley. You could be Pete Rose who claims and all of them claim that they only bet on their teams to win, right? Okay, but again, I, I I like to think everyone had that kind of integrity when they're already crossing a line that they know they probably shouldn't be. But my guess is is not everyone does, and that's always bad for the NFL. So like I, I yeah, I, I would be. I just don't want. I hate it when it's it's seen as fact that this is just such a better place to be, and in particular Las Vegas, like you said, because I just don't see that as a livable and desirable place to live. And then with Florida, there are many places and times, like, yeah, I, we just went there in wintertime, and it was beautiful, you know? But again, when you go there in the summer, and there were also huge annoyances too that I wouldn't, I don't know that I would want to live there, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, I also think, and, and this actually kind of dives right into our topic, yeah. When you have that type of money, it's a different world. Like, you know, I think I've told you one of the, I have this weird thing, and this also dives into the topic, but like on Twitter, um, I will see, a few years ago, it was Ivanka Trump. I would, uh, she would post something like, happy Easter from my family and I, and, you know, picture of the family, like that millions of people do on this sure. platform. And so, but. I had this weird thing where I would just click on it and just read the replies just to see that. I mean, it's kind of like that train wreck, right? Like you don't want to look, but you kind of feel like you have to look. And it's like, Oh, it must be nice to be able to celebrate Easter. Meanwhile, I'm homeless like, sure. because of your dad, I'm homeless. And it's but like, you're too, right. But you're tweeting of, on your tweet somehow. You're able to tweet back at her, but sure. It's uh, like Brittany, Brittany Mahomes. Um, uh, like she'll post something. Oh, Sterling kept me up. This kept kept me up. I'm tired today. You shouldn't be tired. You should have the nanny doing that. Your husband's worth half a billion dollars. You know. Well, it, it hits them both. It hits them in both ways. But I would also say, like, and, and this comes down to Baker Mayfield, right? We we 
you know, he he's speaking about being disrespected, and he I, I just I, I'm gonna tell you that good on him. I I see I I, I the thing he said about some I want to go to their offices and boo them though. I, I I'm good sorry. On him. No, yes. I, dude, because I, I I'm gonna tell again. Come boo me, Mayfield, while I'm I'm making you know forty G's teaching kids. I'm sorry, you're confused, Baker. See, actually, what what you're doing in your profession in your life is such a privilege and such a such a gift and such a and and somehow somehow in our our messed up world, right? We have prioritized your job so much that you make so much money. That actually, yes, no, that's the trade-off is you actually get to get verbally abused when you don't do well. And it's actually part of the job description. And again, there's a million guys that go through a million times worse what Baker has dealt with. And and again, so he what, what he needs to know is, number one, he's not the man to say this. He's not the person to say this. And right when he was about to let that come out of his, that's the that's his problem, right? And, and I heard him say it on the radio, and, and it's 100% to me true with him. He wants to be the bad guy, and he wants to be the villain. But he also, he also because he's grabbing his crotch in college, he's, he's you know, again, he, he's always been brash and, and talking trash and all that other nonsense and just doing some really bizarre, you know, stuff. But he also gets in his feelings when everybody, when anybody gives him any kind of criticism or, or, or puts anything on him. And now he's talking about being disrespected. Come on, bro. You have had every privilege and opportunity in this world. You have been heaped the most respect on you that could ever have been given. You failed, you failed the city. And, and, and I honestly, I think there's a million guys that don't deserve it. I'll give you an example, Alex Smith. Think about what Alex Smith went through. Think about, honestly, what Matt Castle went through. Those guys didn't deserve that. But on the flip side... What happened to Matt Castle? Oh, I mean, he got booed when he got hurt. Remember, that was a whole thing. He got, he got hammered. Remember? Remember oh, the Chief, yeah, remember yeah, yeah. Chiefs fans were the most awful humans in the world, remember, for a period of sports time because we booed... No, sorry, we cheered. Apparently, the, the all of Arrowhead, because again, when one section of Arrowhead does something and it gets picked up on one mic, then 76,000 people, right, and all of Kansas City at home, right, the entire city cheered when Matt Castle got a concussion and got hurt and had to come out, right? Now, that's obviously unfair and not true and ultimately, like, again, is part of a... a I, I just, it's funny when we want to kind of humanize sports at times, but then it, then we don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, so you obviously I, have a different take with Baker. Well, I just, kind, that guy. kind of, but I'm also going to catch you. I'm going to catch okay. you today. Okay. Um, so you said that Baker's job makes it to where he doesn't get to say things like that because of the money and the privilege and, and all of that. Uh, so was- <clears throat> If he were walking on a Florida highway and got struck by a truck and somebody tweeted that he struggled in his career as part of announcing his death, is that okay? I mean, do you, you don't you don't see the difference between booing him for his play and and ultimately making a a kind of a pointless judgment on his career when you're reporting his death. Well, I see a big I see a big difference there. I mean, well, I guess I just see a big difference in the well, role. But you're, and, and you're and again. Adam Schefter 
is different than the kids, or, or sorry, I shouldn't say kids, the grown adults, grown men, mostly, that go to a Cleveland Browns game, get shit-faced hammered, but play a lot to, but pay a lot to be there, right? And then, and then boo Baker because he makes an interception, right? I can't, I can't equate Adam Schefter as a professional and his responsibilities and his job as a reporter, right? With the drunken guy in, in row Z, who's, who's somehow hurting Baker's feelings because he's booing at him because he is playing like garbage. We had, again, I'll go back to a sporting analogy. Johnny Russell, had, we had a situation with sporting where some fans were chanting some shit that Johnny Russell did not like. Basically, it was they were chanting not good enough because sporting has been struggling. Johnny Russell's the captain of sporting's team, you know. He comes running over, fired up as hell. Now, no, no punches were thrown. There was some yelling back and forth, you know. He's obviously emotional. And both sides have kind of been like, hey, you know, they've they've gone, hey, Johnny said the right things. The fans have said the right things, that we love that passion from both sides, you know, and it was just, you know, the 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 moment, right? But ultimately, again, I I whether Baker's right, here's what I would also say. If Baker's right, what Baker should know though, and this is the problem with Baker, again, no other do you think Patrick Mahomes would say that? I'm just curious. Do you think Pat Mahomes would get out there and say you know, no one. I just think he's more polished than that, well, and that's so, where I think Baker Baker gets in his feels. That's why I don't want Baker. I want I want Pat Mahomes. I want the robot kind of as my quarterback. I've told you this before. Yeah, it's kind of like I've the old school. This. Like people used to criticize Tiger because his post game post. Yeah, I mean, but you know, that's I, the I way swung, to do it. Swung the club really well today. It's, you know, hit, it's Belichick like it's Belichick. Hit the, hit the ball real real well. You know, was putting could have would have loved to have putted. You know, course right. played good. Scotty yeah. Scotty did all the reads. People were like, "This is uh, give me something." Well, so the thing with Baker is I think we're – the thing about, like, look, if you can upgrade your organization, you upgrade your organization. If the Browns feel that Deshaun Watson is an upgrade, which the Browns are the most unpopular owners. <laughs> the Browns are by far the most unpopular owners amongst their peers right now for that contract they just gave Deshaun Watson. Everything bad. Do you hear Kyler – I saw today that Kyler Murray's um, – not going to play under his contract. So, um, it's, you know, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the, the money that the money is, is it's just a different world. And that's kind of what our topic was going to be. And it's all kind of oddly kind of meshes together because, you know, I wanted to ask you what, uh, how you felt about Elon Musk and his bid to buy Twitter and just kind of get yeah. your, get your thoughts on Something that. that because yeah. a lot of this stuff plays out on Twitter because, and I, you know, I mentioned I was at the Royals game last week, and it was it was like forty degrees. At times it was raining, yeah. other times it was sleeting, other times <laughs> it was know. snowing, other times <laughs> it was sunny, right. um, other times the wind was blowing. The thankfully we had seats under the overhang, but at other times the wind was blowing the the rain in where it was hitting us. Sure, I mean it was miserable out sure. there. Yeah, and you know I was talking to the the people that I was with. And I was like, you know, major league baseball is doing a master class on how to alienate the customer base. Um, we live in Kansas city and it is very difficult for people to consume the product. Um, yeah. you know, like this, the ballet sports thing, like you have to have a special package on your TV just certain, to get the, yeah, yeah. 
It's a mess. Okay. And then there's 162 games. 81 of them are home games. So if you were to, if you, the Campbells, wanted to buy season tickets, 81 days out of the year, you have to make plans to go out to this game. Yeah. Right. Or you're just giving the tickets away or you're selling them for, you know, whatever you can. But so there's too many games. And then the games, games are, they're too long. Too long. Like they, They're the opposite of what you would say, like, okay, how would you market to a younger generation, too? All these things are opposite of what baseball is, too, right, and what they're doing. And so the NFL has done a very good job on their Twitter and their Instagram of – and they make their product consumable. MLB tries, but the NFL, like, I worked out uh, yesterday with our good friend at Living the Dream, and we kind of had this conversation about, like, you know, he lives in Kansas City. He's a Broncos fan. He has access to every Broncos game that he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, regardless of what's playing on the local channel here, mm-hmm. he has access to consume the team that he wants to consume. Yeah. Um, he can go to their Twitter feed and consume the content, the highlights, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, yeah, this is no, all- no different. You could basically live the same other than going to the games, right? You can live the same fan lifestyle no matter where you are in the NFL, like you're saying. Yeah, and they've yeah. done well. and yeah. and like with Major League Baseball, if you go to a Royals game on a weekend, and let's say they're what they do have, what it does bring for the city, is if they're playing a three game set against the Twins on Friday, Saturday, Sunday you're going to see quite a few Minnesota shirts and yeah. jerseys because, and likewise, if, if the Royals are playing in Minneapolis for, it's an easy drive, easy flight. Hey, let's go to, down to Kansas city for the weekend. Let's go to Minneapolis for the weekend. And especially when they had the dome, you know, I think they, there were a lot of people that wanted to see outside baseball, you know, in some ways too. I think it's a little less of a novelty. Yeah. Now, you know, that they have a better stadium. But it, it's an easy thing and you can go check out another city. And oh my it's, gosh, it's you know, super now, fun. And they used to, and think about this. I mean, let's be also honest. You get to see usually, especially for about a, you know, about a 25 year period, you got a dub or two in there. You usually yeah. won the series. If you came for the weekend, you're like, oh, these Cardinals fans. It's like, I mean, you've seen your Cardinals fans. It's, it's, yeah, awful. it's easy I'm to come across, fan. right? Same thing. Well, you know, but unfortunately for the people from Minneapolis and I would assume St. Louis, I mean, they have to come to a place that's not nearly as good so, as Las Vegas or Miami. So undesirable um, to be. So in. undesirable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, kind of all this stuff is Baker's taking place on Twitter. You know, he goes on a podcast. Not yeah. sure why I didn't come on this podcast, but that's fine. Hey, Baker, um, the, the invitation's open, buddy. You know, I mean, and I'll be nicer than I've been to yeah. you. I mean, I if mean, you want to fluff, we'll fluff. We'll fluff anybody. Were, anybody that's a celebrity, listen, we're, you were we very, will fluff. You were very generous to Derek. Oh, my gosh. We, we were me very, and him are, we were good, You guys are like two peas in a pod. Two C's <laughs> in a pod. <laughs> I mean, it was much. It was much different than your conversation last Fourth of July. Um, well, again, it stays. It stays good natured, and that's. I think it even did then. Wish, you know, I would have had a microphone back then. I know. It's put a little. A, put a. Uh, not let you guys know that we're recording. That would have been better content. Yeah. So, what do you think about Elon and Twitter? Well, it's really interesting, and I think what you're saying is is goes to that, and and the broader kind of um theme today is money makes for a different ex- experience in life and this is another good example where ultimately i don't think elon elon feels a little bit picked on on twitter i would say and a little bit it's not i, I think it's 
he he's often been critical of Twitter, although he uses it a ton, you know. Um, but I, I think it's also a place where I think the general mood has kind of moved away from his his type of thing. And so, I, I mean, again, I really think he's kind of throwing a fit here of like, okay, I'll just buy it, right? So that's, that's right, like the difference between, again, us and, and him, right? Is that I, I could get flamed on Twitter and Facebook, all, you know, and, and I don't, I really can't threaten to buy the application. You know, I can't call up Zuck and be like, well, you know, yeah. I, I, Facebook's pissing me off today. So I'm probably buying like about 5 million shares and yeah, I'm taking it over, you know, like, I mean, again, so... Now, the interesting thing, and I think that's, I think there's some pushback. And, and I also think for him, he very much is, I'm trying to think of an example in politics. I think Trump, I think Trump's a decent example, although, and, and I've, I've had this theory many times with you, um, that I don't know that he wanted to win the initial nomination, right? Like, I, I just think that when he it boiled down to it, he wanted to be in the race and his name in the news, and he wanted to use it as a promotional tool. Now, when it became him versus Hillary, I think it changed a little bit because he then saw it as like an image, it could be a real image killer if he lost to Hillary, right? So I think it changed ultimately, but I don't know that he really wanted to win the first nomination to begin with, right? So I just see Elon is, this is another example of like, I don't know that he wants to buy Twitter or that he ultimately is really making a, a true bid for it. I just think he likes his name in the news. I think he likes this kind of like rebel, like persona that he'll just kind of bully his way into things if the, if it does, like if they don't kind of bow to Elon, you know, a little bit. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's very serious. And the way I understand it is they kind of poison pilled him, which I, I learned was a thing. I've heard it. I've heard the phrase, but I've never really like understood what it meant, which is really an interesting concept. Do you, do you know this concept? Did you hear that so today? essentially they would they would allow him to buy it, but he, he wouldn't have the control of the board. In a sense, or, right, or or there would be never, never be a way that he could get a majority of shares because ultimately they would, the way that I understood it, it was like they would drop the price so much that, that, again, it would allow everyone on the board to then, like, I don't know, overwhelm yeah, so, his numbers. Does yeah. that make sense? I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. Well, I've been watching Super Pumped. <laughs> okay. <Price>. Right. <laughs> the, the story of Uber. Oh my gosh, that looks interesting. Isn't it was, it? It's it was good? amazing. Actually, yeah, seven, seven episodes. There's um, been a lot of these kind of movies and stories out recently. Uh, we've been watching, we, we just started Bad Vegan, um, but then we watched The Dropout with uh, Elizabeth Holmes' story, right? So I, I just, I don't know, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, I, well, and, you know. I mean, Uber's a, a successful business, so it's a little different story than Holmes. But well, it was kind of an interesting, I, I didn't know all the stuff about Travis Kalanick and his uh personality and his clashes with his board and stuff like that uh yeah. but it was interesting um I so I, i'm pretty pretty versed on how boards um how that works they poison did they poison pill him was that something that happened maybe or something similar well so he had super shares him oh. and garrett him and garrett had super shares so basically the board it, they got the idea from google the board couldn't fire him um, so the two of them could do whatever they like the two of them could outvote as long, as long as the two of them were together 
they could outvote the board. Right. What ultimately ended up happening to him is that Garrett went with the board. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the board, because Travis had done some, it, it had finally gotten to the point where Travis was out of control. Um, right. But, because the PR issue, like everything, you know, like, and, and I think the home story all goes into this too. Like there is a level of, and I think what I'm, what I feel like I'm, I'm already hearing from this bad vegan story is that there is a level and we we've talked a ton about, you know, entrepreneurialism and, and, you know, both of us have obviously very different kind of, you know, overall views on it, you know, not that you think it's perfect and not that I think it's evil. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a middle ground there, but it is an, a good example of where people who have a certain personality, right, have a way of being able to get folks that just are usually are very smart people, you know, to invest in things that ultimately are very poor investments, you know, and, and to kind of, and to get them to do things that typically, whether you know, if they're cautious people, they they just they stop being cautious all of a sudden. You know, if they're if they're people that are very thorough, you know, and and want to know where every dollar is going and things like that, they just don't anymore. You know, well, they, so most of the time when somebody's in, investing in a company like that at a huge venture capitalist level or you know a huge stock buy or they're infusing a bunch of money. Yeah. They're doing it because they're expecting to get a massive, massive multiple on the return. Yeah. So, you know, there were some scenes in Super Pumped where he's telling his venture capitalist, like, why don't you just get out? Oh, that's right. Because you know that if you do, you're going to be leaving, you maybe, know, maybe millions, billions on millions. the table. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's where these folks at Walgreens, it was a big, you know, yeah. with Holmes's story, it was Walgreens, right? That was going. And what do, what do they have? They have CVS, right? Which it, which was so barking or was knocking on their door. And in fact, it really kind of surpassed them. And so it was a desperate move at a time when a lot of these kind of desperate moves were paying off for companies and for places, you know? So like it was, it's also sometimes it's timing, right? Too. Like, honestly, I, I don't think Elon's timing's good in this scenario. Like literally probably five years ago he probably could have bought twitter if he wanted to and it wouldn't have been a thing that would have caused a real issue with anyone you know i i and in fact it might have really fit kind of what you know again where he went but but he, he's just changed his persona in some ways and like which is fine it's not like it's hurt his businesses by any means or like you know and, and so i i don't know i just don't think it's probably a good fit for either one of these like if he's got people, if he's got people that are his actual money people, right, that are going, listen, Elon, man, and he listens to them, which I assume hopefully he does, right? There's a level of ego to all these guys, which suits them, right, which actually helps them to get to where they get. But I, but I think most people that ultimately stay there hopefully have a few folks that they listen to that are able to kind of knock them down a peg when needed. And this is a moment where it's like, this is not a good pairing. Like, if you want to do this, like, okay, but like, it's just not a good time. And it's not really ultimately good for Twitter or for you, I think, as an investment. Because you are, I mean, you already hear people now, whether people do or not. There's also the other side. So the, here's the two sides that I hear of people on Twitter, right? Because I'm on there too much, you know, and the big secret here. But um what I hear is this, I, I definitely see already people going, okay, if Elon takes over, we all have to leave, 
right? And we'll we'll make it the worst investment. He'll lose all this money, right? Which that's not me for one. And I don't, you know, I don't like Elon, but so that's not me. Let me I, let me devil's that. Let me jump in here. Where would right. they go? Huh? Where would they go? I again, listen. They love just, the they love the attention that it gets them. Andy, listen. Okay, so I'm gonna say there's the other side. Which a buddy of mine, Slade, who runs the recount, who's incredible. He's just a great guy. And he's, he, I mean, he runs a pretty big media organization, if that makes sense. And he's also just really funny in himself, which he's able to kind of, he's carved out a kind of a really cool way to do that. And, but ultimately he said the, this, he said, you know, you, you're not leaving Twitter. You're broken. You're going to stay here. You're addicted to it. You're going nowhere. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's the piece that as much as, like you said, these folks would love to have the idolism that they have and want, want to be like, yes, I, we're all going to join together and leave Twitter if Elon comes. Of course they won't. Of course they won't. And I go back to what Slade said, like we, we I'm, I'm one of them. That is very, as much as I agree with that, there's, that's just, and, but I would also say that's not going to hurt that that's not going to hurt this man right so whether if we all leave tomorrow and then twitter this this small investment for him ultimately goes down in flames like i think probably that's his intention and i think he would look at that as a victory actually if he if we all just kind of left it and twitter didn't exist anymore he would go part of me would go he would claim that as a victory now there's also again the other side of the people that are going like again be realistic you're not going anywhere you know, and the and and Jack Jack was never a hero. I don't think of people, right? Jack is obviously the former, the last like owner of. I mean, he was the creator of Twitter, so I guess we should give him the the props. Founder, founder. Did he? The, I mean, I, the founder is what uh, what they like to be referred to. Oh, that's right. As, it's true. Yeah. All these guys do like that. And and Holmes was like that. Tell the founder, the founder of this, the founder of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and Holmes is, a, again, I, I think going back to her and, and Elon and all these folks, it does become, and we, we've talked about this too, a level of cult of personality that is really like, again, these are smart people that fall bear, prey to people with these types of personalities. And Holmes, to the point of, ch she changed her voice. We love me, me and Deanna love to talk um, and use our voice like uh, Elizabeth Holmes because she literally changed her voice like this, Andy. Um, there's recordings of her talking before this and before she became a big, um, you know, CEO. And she doesn't talk like this. And then all of a sudden, and I will tell you, like the actress who plays her on that show, the dropout is well worth watching. It is so good. And the actress does an incredible job. But like, it's, it's, Again, I think Elon is like this. I think so many of these folks are are their cults of personality, and the the problem with those is is that it always crumbles because the person is human, and and well, the, yeah, because uh, I don't know if it always crumbles. You hear about the crumbles, right? Because there's plenty sure. of billionaires that, <laughs> that aren't in the news that aren't right, in the news that are just <laughs> perfectly content of being. Um, <laughs> being billionaires content but being, just spending their money and chilling yeah right <laughs> that are perfectly content being billionaires there's plenty of millionaires that are content being millionaires 
fair. Um, and I'm not saying I'd be that too. I'm you know, sure so, you know, I mean, I'd be it, insufferable. I, I hate to like judge them because if you gave me money, like I'd be a mess. Are you telling, are you kidding me? My, I'd be on, I'd have every kind of like Twitter show and accounts and face. I'd be on like, you, you, you wouldn't be able to get away from me. It'd be terrible. So I get it. I mean, I get it. That's all I'm saying is I, I think we all have to accept that we're ego driven people. And when you are given a certain amount of money and when everyone is pumping that ego up constantly to like, it's almost hard to blame these folks, you know, now Holmes, Holmes is a good example to me of where it became sociopathic because she was hurting people. You know, I mean, she was ultimately, you know, and, and with Elon, you go, I don't know if he's hurting anybody. Like, I don't, I don't have to buy a Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't have to get in one of his rockets to space, you know, but like Holmes and, and people and Uber's guy, you know, I mean, if you're, you're Uber, I, I had a friend um, in New York that actually made the New York Post Twitter account because she posted about the rate uh, hiking during the subway uh, terrorism attack. Right. So just happens to be in the news. I know we're wrapping up here, but like it's another example of a company. Uber was the example of where like, OK, now I don't know where you would fall on that. You and know, it was but... actually in the, the show that was actually part of the downfall of part of the thing that set the the rate hiking. Stuff. Travis, the other way, Travis's ouster is he was uh, on Trump's economic Deve development council sure. and then trump did the the muslim ban mm -hmm. and the taxi cab drivers in new york struck yes. so uber's fares were at a 4x um rate sure. and his new york in the show this is all in the show but the uh the new york office said reduce take the surge pricing off and so then he got blamed for so you're trying to break a taxicab strike and that was so the re, not doing the surge of rating was ultimately what the first domino that led to his uh his ouster because it a lot of the people that worked there that was the first time where they were against and it this, and this is where yeah it, i mean it gets you get into catch 22s in business it's tough you know i mean that's a great it's a really interesting point you know again so that's but but i think again that's that's where <clears throat> it's circumstantial Right, though, because and also honestly think what it is, it's PR, too, because they ultimately raised they raised the rates for the same reasons was that there was a more bigger demand. Right. That's so in their books. Right. It doesn't say, well, there's a terrorist yeah. attack or there's a there's a taxi strike. Sure. Right. It doesn't say that on the on the Google spreadsheet. It just says, holy shit, we're making a bunch more money right oh, now. Yeah raise the rates raise the rates look you know? at what so an like... uber cost look at what an uber cost leaving arrowhead stadium on a sunday afternoon at three o'clock jack the rates to it's huge to, it's it's demand it's supply yeah, and demand it's, it's ultimately it's, our system now again though that's where it's a pr thing more than anything right because if you're jacking it up because a bunch of people just died on the subway or didn't no one died but there was an attack on the subway and no one can take the subway now as opposed to on the flip side, right? They're they're going, we want to keep the surge pricing down because we want to help consumers, but that's breaking this <laughs> that's literally breaking this union yeah. strike over here. And now we look bad and yeah. So it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. A, but it goes a... back to but I will also say this. 
goes back to my argument on uh well full circle this goes back to my argument on baker that uber it's okay get booed get booed it's okay have some bad pr and take some shit you you're making billions of dollars baker relax take some shit get booed you know <laughs> like you're making billions of dollars the question is how much do you ultimately let it get it you get into your feelings and say things that make you look out of touch right and those i mean that's to me what both stories in some ways are a little bit well it's i guess just to to wrap up is that i i need to know if elon buys twitter yeah are you staying or are you going oh i'm staying I and mean, i'm listen this no behavior change for you there will uh, come on I'm not, I am 100% the broken, very addicted human being <laughs> that is stuck on, well, on this awful, awful app. Now, again, there's been some wonderful things that have happened from it, and I've met some just terrific people. And so that's, that's what keeps me there. And you have to really curate, right? I don't care what kind of, think about what you do with your own friends. You have to treat social media like you do with your own friends and curate it. Don't, don't put people in your life that, are going to ultimately just be bad for you you know that's that's the key i don't know <laughs> yeah the weird thing is is that you get you get the content of what the people that you follow so if you like something or yeah, you retweet you it, it i see what okay. you retweet yeah and like um correct and perhaps you... there's a lot of that stuff that i don't like um <laughs> you're kidding you know. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of those thoughty Thursday people, like they've taken that body positivity to a little bit to the extreme. Uh, I don't yeah. want to be hyper judgmental. That's but really a fad that's kind of mostly maybe, gone away. I maybe think let's, that's... let's work in a tan, you know, let's go outside before we post uh, scantily it. clad pictures. Let's go outside. That's all no, I'm asking. No, I 100% agree on that. I mean, it just. <laughs> Again, I think I'm, that's, just, I'm just joking, yeah. man. Music Monday, I know y'all, buddy. <laughs> but that's and that's the thing I think. But that's I will also say on the flip side, you know. Again, there's there's a like we have talked about so many times. It's it's a it's it's what you make of it, you know. And you know, I think you have to be very careful, and and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I've talked. To some, I'm, I'm going to be on a a podcast that you'll never guess. I'm going to be a guest on a podcast. Um, it's a fish one. You'll know, or also never guess, shocker. but yeah, I know it's a shocker. Um, but they really were like, man, you, you, you have such a positive, you know, persona on Twitter and like, you're very upbeat and all this. And I was like, and, and they were so nice and so complimentary and it felt so good. And I was like, man, you know, like, that's it just drove home like you can be what you want you can choose what you want to on there you know and like if you choose to be miserable and and get into arguments constantly with people like then it is what it is you know if you i don't know so just uh to bring you down to earth just a little bit so these Please folks do. didn't they didn't go back to the uh trump presidency to look at your twitter feed Apparently not. No, they really, <laughs> they've clearly only looked at the last six months. Only oh, happy man. Only happy super, man. Not red positive. ass. Not red must ass be, guy. Must be a different guy that was two two years ago. Agreed. Well, all right. Well, people are going to be super pumped that you are staying with Twitter. Yeah. Well, I will drive. I will take Ubers if I need to take Ubers. So, <laughs> well, all right, bud. I'll sick. talk to we you next week. It. All right. All right, brother. All right. Be good. Later, guys. See ya.